All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Being present and immersed in what's happening now leads to a richer and a more satisfying life. Nobody is going to be at the end of their life saying, boy, I just wish I'd spent more time on Instagram. Makes us overall not enjoying our life just because we really feel that we have to catch up with so much information that at the end we are feeling anxious. On the other hand, they might say, show me the photos of those moments that were truly special and important. And those might be artifacts that are captured. I actually, you know, engage with it in a way that enhanced my life rather than because I had to. Leave fruit for the future. The one most important life goal you have, like a single thing, single thing, single thing, single thing. Can you believe it? It's the final day, day five of Infomagical Challenge Week. It's note to self, I'm Manoush Samarodi. And more than 25,000 of us have been experimenting with ways to make information overload disappear. You also chose a personal information goal. Maybe you went for be more up to date on the news or be more knowledgeable about a specific topic. Instead of stuffing anything and everything into your brain this week, you tried to be more discerning, to stay on task. Infomagical actually has helped me realize how much I use technology as a way to distract myself from things going on in my life. So much of my multitasking is physically ingrained in my body. I think I'm going to have to write the word single tasking on my hand, on my forehead. But being aware of it did make it easier to recognize and try to combat This is just a little taste of some of the stuff you've been telling us. You'll hear many more participant stories next week on The Results Show. But now, it's time for the last challenge. We are going to apply whatever you learned or observed about yourself and think about how to carry this magical feeling going forward. How to use the idea of choosing an information priority, a goal, to create a magical life. Yeah, we're thinking big and long term, but let's start with that one word, priority. The word priority came into the English language in the 1400s. And it was singular, uh, the very first or prior thing. Hmm. And sensibly, for the next 500 years, it stayed singular, which Hmm. is quite extraordinary to me to think that for 500 years, nobody ever used the word priorities. 
This is Greg McCowan. He's the author of Essentialism, The Pursuit of Less. He's also a Silicon Valley consultant. Choosing one thing to focus on is what he helps CEOs and companies do. And it drives him crazy bananas when people think they don't have to choose. I I was just listening to NPR and they were interviewing a new mayor who said, well, people keep asking me what my top three priorities are and what my top five priorities are. Well, let me tell you, I have two dozen priorities (laughs) and not one of them is more important or less important than any other. I was driving along listening to this and I just felt like shouting out, no, (laughs) this is, you know, it was like watching a bad movie a second time in slow motion because we've seen the results of this before. If you try and do a bit of everything, then you're going to end up making a millimeter progress in a million directions. And on the presumption I have that the city he's responsible for has real challenges, it also needs leadership that can come in and make hard trade-offs and decide, look, there's lots of really important things to do. But among all of those, here are the one or two things we think will make the biggest difference. We're going to invest our resources there. Greg thinks that each of us need to do exactly this, too. Choose where to invest our brain's resources, our life's one or two priorities, the essentials. And when I read his book, I couldn't help but be conflicted. It felt simultaneously smart, but obvious. Kind of self-helpy, but really important. Especially, more and more, when it comes to technology and information. I think that we should choose more carefully about what we decide to consume. And I think that letting the internet decide for us is where kind of our problem is. And so in a way, I feel like digital literacy, the discussion needs to turn from knowing what a reputable source is and knowing when something is real. And the literacy needs to be more about doing what essentialism does, is checking in with yourself and deciding whether it fits your longer term purpose and goal at the risk of sounding ridiculous sitting here in New York, the cushy media capital of the world, talking to someone who is across the country in Silicon Valley, peddling this idea to people who want to make <laughs> billions of dollars. Is it weird but, that but we're here's the thing. This? No, I don't think so. Because one doesn't have to simply say technology is either great or terrible. No. S- technology makes a great servant but a poor master. The distinction I would encourage people to make is not even to use technology or not to use it. The question is, be conscious versus compulsive. And that is very different. It's no different than I think than any other decision. I'm not anti-eating a dessert. I'm sure most people aren't. Even most dietitians would not be saying, oh, you should never eat a dessert. But do it consciously. Be aware of it. There's endless numbers of times when I've found myself isolated doing email or something like that that doesn't need to be done. Uh, And in those moments, I have wondered whether my tombstone might read, uh, he checked email. Uh, (laughs) We we don't want to be in this situation. So, no, I don't think it's an either or. You either have it or you don't. I don't think we have to be extreme in that sense. uh, But I do think we have to increase our awareness 
of the choices that we make. Yeah, my tombstone would read, "She clicked links and saved lots of <laughs> articles to read at another time," and then so the, never the actually read is, them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I just think that. We have to always be saying, look, what is the bigger picture? I mean, t- technology is this incredible enabler of something. But if we don't know what the something is, yeah. then then having the enabler isn't helpful. So let's help the technology, our enabler, be more helpful. One way to do this is to write down your own rule or call it a mantra for information. It can be way broader than the goal you chose for this week of challenges. So, like, think of writer Michael Pollan and his rule for healthy eating. You know, eat real food, mostly vegetables, not too much. Today, try writing your own rule. Consider it your note to self for healthy digital consumption. Stick it on your laptop. So, okay, let's think of some examples. If you were like a college student, maybe you would write, spend 45 minutes of each hour online working on my thesis. The other 15 minutes is for fun. Or maybe you want your rule to be more expansive. I mean, Steve Jobs often mentioned his life and work mantra, which was rooted in Buddhism, focus and simplicity. Mine is kind of in between. Okay, are you ready? Mine is, think more about what you read. Telling you this um, makes me feel really self-conscious. But seriously, I read a lot. And during this week, I've realized that I don't take the time to reflect on enough of what I read to acknowledge in my mind where the author really nailed it and question where he or she could have gone further to have my own thoughts about what I've read. Because when I do, it really does feel like a little bit of magic. If you feel self-conscious, you don't have to tell us your infomagical note to self. But if you think you might inspire someone, please do share it. You can go to wnyc.org slash infomagical or wherever you've been talking to us all week. The hashtag this time is infomantra. We are compiling them. And come and have a look if you're the one who needs inspiration. No infomagical note to self is too obvious or self-helpy. Actually, I'm starting to wonder if you'll know you've written a good one when it is kind of obvious and self-helpy. And that's okay, because this is not pie-in-the-sky positive reinforcement. Writing a note to self was actually specifically suggested by numerous cognitive psychologists and neuroscientists whom we spoke to for this project. Because now, every time you catch yourself clicking mindlessly or wondering what you should be doing instead of Candy Crush, you're going to see your note, and you'll get back on track faster, doing something that matters to you, not someone on Instagram. I mean, otherwise, you'll have spent a lifetime catching up on Netflix, reading a backlog of top 10 lists, or looking at GIFs from coworkers. I'm talking to you, Sean. But look, no judgment. If those activities fit in with your goals, go for it and enjoy them. But if they get you no closer to achieving what you really want to achieve tomorrow, or next year, or in the next five years, let them go. And if you don't know what you want to achieve... Maybe now's a good time to start figuring it out. This is the new digital literacy, folks. It's about mental health and learning and being productive and using all these amazing new technological tools in a way that serves you, doesn't rule you. 
Thanks so much for being here, for doing this week with us. Make it a strong finish. This is the end of our special week of podcasts. But if you want to do Infomagical Week again, or you just found out about it, due to popular demand, we are going to start up again on Monday. And every Monday after that, for as long as we need to keep doing this. But you have to sign up, okay? So go to wnyc.org slash infomagical. Maybe you know someone who you think should have done Infomagical. Send the link to them. Meanwhile, our regularly scheduled podcast is back on Wednesday. We will be looking at the Infomagical data and stories that we've collected from you and bringing them to researchers and scientists to see what longer-term ideas we can take away from this first Infomagical week. So here's my big ask to you. Subscribe to Note to Self. While you're there, please rate us, leave a comment. This is how we grow. It allows us to create weird and fun projects and important projects like Infomagical. It also means a lot to us. Speaking of us, the team, I want to salute our wonderful sound engineer, Joe Plord. The P stands for patient. Producer Ariana Tobin is amazeballs. There's really not much more to say than that. Executive producer Jen Poyant is a boss bitch. Paula Schumann is VP of my life. Special thanks to Amy Eason, who many of you had contact with over this past week, Miranda Katz for her social support, and Hannes Brown for some of the original music he wrote for us this week. Japanese flute, anyone? Anyone?